Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. All right, Matt, the Bills are still alive for the division, Ravens, Dolphins. Before I get to that, so I have something in my house now that I never even considered conceivably possible. Mm-hmm. But it was a Christmas present from Santa to my 10-year-old son who's now playing hockey and skating. Okay. Have you seen synthetic ice? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I have too. I mean, but now that I've actually seen it in my house in a carpeted room with mm-hmm. ice skates on, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I've never seen anything like it. My son puts his ice skates on in, on the carpet and then stands on the ice and skates in the middle of his playroom. How big is the slab of synthetic ice? It's not that big. So actually we told him because he got a certain area from Santa. It's not that cheap, by the way. We said, uh-huh. we'll, we'll expand it because he needs more area. He's got probably about a five foot by five foot area when it's all said and done, when the, the new stuff comes in. Cause right now it's only like a little strip. He can kind of go back and forth on a stick handle a little bit, uh-huh. but it's, it's good. He's going to have enough. Where he can do a little bit of turning. So we'll expand as we go, but it's uh-huh. good for short area stuff. But the yeah. more you go out, it's so easy. You know, you know, when you're a kid and you put that, that, that rubber stuff down and you just kind of snap it together, the kids uh-huh. can play. Yeah. It's the same thing, yeah. but it's, it's ice. It's incredible. You can just and take there, it off, put it on, whatever you want to do. And there's no like maintenance or anything that needs to be done nope. to it. It just, nope. that's pretty wild. I, I have not skated in like four years. I used to skate every weekend with a bunch of guys and I have not skated since COVID. I played growing up. Never had any synthetic ice or anything like that, but I know even in my time from when I have stopped playing up until now, the technology has just become ridiculous. And now it is so much more, I don't want to say accessible, that's probably the wrong word, but there are places where there's that synthetic ice and you can use it year round, indoors, outdoors, wherever you need. I would even tell you, everybody out there, Danny Gare, former Buffalo Sabres captain. Well, I was going to say, doesn't he, he does have a company a or something? He has a company that does this, yes. Yes, that's what I thought. I knew it was a former player, but I didn't know which former player, so I didn't want to yep. immediately jump to somebody. So, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so anyway, I thought you'd thought, think it was cool. If you want to get back into skating, I'm just telling you, Matt, that's a good way to get back into skating right there in your own house. You know what the hardest thing for me is? And this is probably 
true for a lot of people. So I have not skated since COVID. So since the pandemic, I probably skated a couple weeks before the pandemic with the guys that I used to play with. My gear has literally been in my bag in my garage and I would need it professionally cleaned. And I don't have the desire. I just don't care enough. And also now with the baby, we played at 7 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And the idea of waking up when I don't have to wake up, when I already don't get any sleep, seems really daunting to me. So maybe I'll have, maybe it'll happen again. Maybe our daughter will want to play hockey, and then I'll just end up having to start skating again. We shall see. But yeah, it's been a I while. The wow, one of the really, one of the last really times cool. I played, not one of the last times I played, but in the last year that I played. So I got married in 2019. And the pandemic was at the beginning of 2020, right? Am I getting all of those timelines March together? So I got married in July of 2019 and I had signed up for the 11 day power play before I think we had finalized our wedding date. So I did one of the community shifts and it was four days before my wedding. And it was one of those three hour shifts for the 11 day power play. And I played in the like media skate. So we had Mm -hmm. a bunch of former players in the skate and I had played pickup a handful of times with like Andrew Peters and Craig Reve and those guys. And Peters used to always, you know, like hit me and check me and like do things that he would do. So I was like, Hey, like I'm getting married in four days. I really cannot get hit in the face or checked or anything. Please leave me alone. And yeah, so I've never been more terrified of playing than I was for that 11 day power play shift. Danny Gare was the coach. When you said Danny Gare, that's what made me think of it because he yep. was behind our bench and I was on a line with Pekka and like, I was like, what do you, what do you want me to do? And he was like, go to the back, go far post with your stick on the ice. The first shift far post stick on the ice. He fires a pass right into the net. I did nothing. My stick was just on the ice and it went into the net. So that's how good those guys are. Matt, is the Ravens Dolphins game this weekend mm-hmm. the biggest non Bills regular season game to impact the Bills since 2017 Ravens Bengals? Yeah, I thought that earlier this week, actually, because I was thinking back to that moment in Miami, coincidentally enough, where the Bills found out that they were going to the playoffs and ending their drought. Yes, it's big. And I think that there's it's weird because it's big until it isn't right. If the Ravens win, it's massive, potentially, as long as the Bills win. It's going to be going on at the same time as the Bills game. So everybody knows if the Dolphins win. It doesn't really mean anything because then the Dolphins are just going to go and next week could mean nothing. And that's why, you know, to your point about when the Dolphins and the Bills are going to play in week 18, it might mean nothing. There's a chance of that. And if it means nothing, there's no way that game is being played in prime time or on a Sunday or a Saturday night or whatever like that. So, yeah, it, it's a really, really big game unless it isn't. And I know that I take heat for this sometimes as the resident dolphins I, i'm not a dolphins fan i just don't no, know dolphins are good I, I really like the dolphins I, I think they have a chance i think the ravens are the best team in the afc right now but who knows i don't know weird things happen in this league no doubt and the bills could really go all the way up to the two seed if that were the case if the ravens were to win they could you get the seven or six seed depending on what mm-hmm. you know the, they do themselves obviously look around the afc um Obviously, it'd be great for the Bills to win the division, have a chance to, you know, host a playoff game, be home. And I'll even say, 
there's a pretty likely chance if that happens, they could even have the Dolphins back-to-back, Week 18 and Week 19, by the way. Um, but when you look at the AFC, who, besides the Ravens, I agree with you, then let's just say that you know they're going to get the one seed and everybody else is playing in mm-hmm. round one. Mm-hmm. Who do you not want to see? Dolphins? Yeah, I was going to say, I think the three best teams Over in the Chiefs? AFC. Yeah, Bills can beat the Chiefs. I think Bills that's can right. Beat the, Bills can beat the Dolphins, too. But I would be... I would be more fearful going into Miami than I would be going into Arrowhead. And I know how ridiculous that sounds. The Bills can win an Arrowhead. I know that. I've seen them win more games than I've seen them lose at Arrowhead. And that team seems like they are just reeling right now. The idea of playing Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead in the playoffs is certainly not one that you would really want, but... I don't think their whole team, I think that they have no weapons offensively besides Travis Kelsey, and he has started to take a step back. I think defensively, they're a good team, but I also think that after the Bills have played them, they'll have a better game plan going into that game. And there's just something about the familiarity there. They've played there so much that I think that they are not scared of it. Somebody on ESPN made a great point this week about the aura of Arrowhead and how sometimes teams would be beaten before they even showed up and played the game because they were scared to go play Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that teams know that they can go in there and win that game. I mean, the Raiders just did it. I know the Bills have done it. A lot of teams have done it this year. So, yeah, I would say the Ravens are the toughest opponent, and then I would say the Dolphins after that. I I really do think, though, if the Bills can get in, they can go on a run because none of these teams I don't think they can beat. We are recording this before the Thursday night game Jets against Browns. I mean, we expect the Browns to win, but what do you think about them? If I gave you a choice, would you rather see Kansas City, Miami, or Cleveland come to Buffalo in round one? Cleveland, even though the defense is very legit, if you can't beat Joe Flacco for as good as he has played, if you can't beat Joe Flacco in a team that has already been without Nick Chubb for almost the entire season, then you're not good enough to go win a Super Bowl. I think that they are good, but I do not think that they belong in that absolute top tier. I think they're a very good team and they could beat teams. The team that I think they would be the most suited to upset would be Baltimore just because those division games, and that's the same thing with Miami for the Bills. Division games are tough and they're hard to win. And you see those Mm -hmm. teams so often that I feel like weird things can happen. It would not shock me at all if somehow Baltimore and Cleveland had to play each other if Cleveland ended up winning that game. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Other games real quickly in the AFC that impact the Bills. Titans are at Texans. Obviously, root for the Titans in the in that game uh, for the Bills' purposes. Not that the, mm-hmm. I mean, the Texans, they can still, they're 8-7. and seven. They're one game behind uh, the Buffalo Bills. Raiders are at the Colts. Boy, how amazing would it be if the Raiders won their last two and the Chiefs lost their last two? I don't think it's going to happen, but the Raiders would actually win the division in that scenario. Here, you want the Raiders to win to beat the Colts because that's another team you're fighting with. The Colts are 8-7. and seven. 
Panthers at Jags. We talked about that earlier. Of course, you'd love to get to see the Jags get another loss uh, to knock them a little bit further down. And then later on, that's the big one. Steelers, Seahawks. We talked about that. Chargers, Broncos. The Broncos have benched Russell Wilson. They basically mailed in the season because they don't want to pay Russell Wilson because if he's healthy, um, mm-hmm. because if he's healthy and passive physical, they don't have to guarantee his contract. If he's not healthy because of football reasons, because it's guaranteed mm-hmm. for injury, they have to actually pay him in March. They don't want to do that. And then, of course, Bengals, Chiefs. You know, Matt, it is a tough one. You want the Bengals for, I'm sorry, you want the Chiefs for purposes of knocking the Bengals? But I'd love to see the Raiders win. And the Bengals win, and all of a sudden, the Chiefs have a week where they have to sweat it out to win the division. I hear you, but mathematically, yeah. you want the Bengals to lose. And I'm doing, I just went literally as you were talking because I wanted to know if there are any chance they miss the playoffs, the Chiefs. And if they lose their last two games, they still have a 59% chance of making the playoffs. So that to but, me, but they, but, but they might not win the division. And that is a big deal because if Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road. I know, but I think getting in needs to be the more important focus. I for You're you, talking about for right? the Bills purposes. For the Bills' purposes, I think you just need to get in. If Miami beats Baltimore this week, do they clinch the one seed? No, but they clinch a play, they clinch the division, and then it goes one more week for the one seed. Why though? Do they don't they have the same record as the Ravens? No, they're a game behind. Oh, okay. So that's what I was going to say. That's why they would not clinch. They would need so to, there's... The Bills to get the one seed or uh, have okay. the Ravens lose next week. Okay. So that's what I was thinking. Cause I did not know if they had won, would they then be in a position where they're just not playing their guys next week? But it, that's Can I also add out. this Cleveland is still alive for the one seed. If they win Thursday night to get to 11 and the Dolphins beat the Ravens, yep. Cleveland has 11. The Ravens have 12. The Cleveland then is still Plays alive Baltimore next week, for right? the final for for the one seed. So depending on what happens, that could be kind of the big primetime game, Cleveland Baltimore, because they still pl- they play each other next week, right? No, 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 no. Baltimore does play Pittsburgh though, and they could have both something that's, riding on that game. And Cleveland plays Cincy. That could be one as well. Okay, so I think. I hear everything that you're saying. I hear the conversation about seeding. I think that that's all very legitimate. I think for the Bills, your absolute best case scenario is to be in the playoffs and obviously have a chance at winning the division, but just avoiding the potential of going to Miami next week and losing and missing the playoffs. That's the thing that would be fearful to me. It's like, even if you still have a chance at winning the division, if you lose, then you miss the playoffs completely. I know mathematically it's a long shot, but don't make everybody sweat out that. You know what I mean? And they're going to need some help around the league this week, but it feels like it's... Patrick Mahomes does not lose back-to-back games often. He just did when they lost to the Bills a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think the stat was, shout out Joe Biscalia. He was on our show and he said it. I think Mahomes was like 14 and two after a loss or something. So now he must be 14 and three or whatever it is. Um, so I, I think that they'll handle their business in a game that they absolutely need to win. The one that concerns me a little bit is the Steelers Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks are that good. I think the Steelers aren't very good either, but for some reason it felt like Mason Rudolph kind of unlocked something with that team that Kenny Pickett and that Mitch Trubisky were not able to unlock. The Seahawks need this game also, so that's why I think that you know there's certainly a chance, 
but if I was betting on it, I don't I don't know if I would bet on the Seahawks, even though it's in Seattle. Well, we will know next time we talk to everybody. We'll know when the Bills are playing. Well, we might know, I guess. Again, like so, I said, we'll, yeah. we'll probably know if it's Saturday night or Sunday night. We might not know the exact time on Sunday. I just want to point out that last year, again, we did not know the times of the Sunday afternoon games until Monday. So we don't know that, but we should know the Saturday night games and the Sunday night game in week 18. So I'll leave you with this question. Mm-hmm. If the Bills Dolphins is for the division, yeah. Is the NFL putting it Sunday night? What's your guess? Yes. Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. But I don't know. They they could go with another game where it's a win and in for a team or something like that. We'll no. see how it shakes out. No. Also, if real it, quick, if it's for the division. Go ahead. If it's for the division, it'll be the Sunday night game. Okay. You're calling it. You're calling your shot here. Yeah, I don't want it to be the Sunday night game. But if it's for the division, if it's for the division, it'll be the Sunday night game. Mike Robbie, our great producer, gave us the stat. Bill Belichick, all time, 37 and 8 against the Buffalo Bills. 37 and 8. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. I did not even see that in the message. So 37 right. and 8. Ugh. 37 and 8. Yeah. All right. Ugh. So Bills, Patriots, Sunday, 1 o'clock. All of your coverage on WKBW TV Channel 7 and, of course, WGR Sports Radio 550. Thanks a lot again to our producer, Mike Rabier, doing a great job. We appreciate you coming aboard, listening, downloading. Always subscribe. we got a lot more coming your way, obviously, as this thing goes on. And on the video side of things, we're on the South Sports YouTube channel. Uh, Matt, have a great rest of your week, and then uh, you and I will talk after the game on Sunday. Yeah, we'll talk after the game on Sunday. We'll be sitting there waiting to figure out what happens in those 430 games, how it impacts the Bills, if there's any sort of update, obviously, on the game that they're playing next week, the timing of that game. We'll make sure we get that to you. The thing that's weird, though, is just real quick, you said last year they didn't announce it till Monday. This year, Monday's New Year's Day. So I wonder if they try and make the announcement on Sunday evening before they do it on New Year's Day. I don't know the answer to that. Well, last year, Sunday was New Year's Day when they played. Yeah. Monday was January 2nd. And that I, was the that was yeah, the so Bills Bengals game. That was the Mar Hamlin. Hamlin. That was the Mar Hamlin game. And then everything got even more convoluted because of the situation they were dealing with there. Um by but the way, should we go live Sunday after the game on New Year's Eve? We just like pop champagne as we're on the yeah. as we're on the video here. Yeah, absolutely. We should absolutely pop some champagne <laughs> ring in. Ends 2023. Get me the hell out of this year. I can tell you that much. There's no Monday night game, though. So that's why I thought it was a little bit interesting. Last year, the Bills Bengals played in that Monday night game on January 2nd. This year, there is no Monday night game. So I don't know if there's anything that they need to wait for scheduling wise. They might just do it on Sunday, right? Like, couldn't they conceivably do it at halftime or after the game? Well, they Sunday can do whenever they want. Sure. I don't know what they, why they waited necessarily last year. Uh huh. There is either. a Sunday night game this year. You're right. No Monday night game. So. so there's no Monday night games this week. Monday night football this week is on Saturday. And before is that you what, tell wait, me. Wait, is the reason because um, is it uh, college football playoffs? Yeah. Monday night? Yeah, this, for sure. That's why. Yeah. That's why. So, yeah. So Monday night football, before you yell at me, Monday night football is the name of a show, not just when they play the game. So the show, Monday night football, which will feature the yep. game on Saturday night, is Lions-Cowboys a great game. And then obviously that leads us into a really, really crazy weekend around the league. Thanks a lot for listening and watching, everybody. We'll talk to you next time, and it's always game day in Buffalo.